0: Hello, and welcome to the family at World Harvest Outreach. I want to talk about, uh, well, I'm going to start with Jesus breaking on the scene, uh, fulfillment to a prophecy, and I want to throw up that verse, uh, Matthew, the first verse, Anderson, or whoever's up there, I can't see who's up there. The technical people, okay. I'll read it. I got to get, you know how I am, I got to get started a little bit. It takes me a while sometimes. Matthew 4.17, you know, this is a fulfillment of prophecy that was uh, John the Baptist started, came on the scene, bridging the Old Testament with the New Testament, and John the Baptist had preached this. He had said, you know, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All through Matthew, we're seeing kingdom of heaven. I think Matthew's the only uh, gospel uh, recorder who uses the term kingdom of heaven. Others use kingdom of God. For me, kingdom of God, kingdoms of heaven, I'm not gonna try to differentiate. Uh, but John the Baptist had preached that. And then Jesus comes along and he preaches the same thing. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I. I'm coming from the standpoint this morning that I think uh, there's another slant to look at that other than the, the, the real heavy-fisted repent part. Not that we shouldn't repent, don't get me wrong. But I think there's a balance there that sometimes we may have missed or overlooked. I want to emphasize the kingdom of heaven is at hand part, not to diminish from the repentance part. I know we looked at repentance a lot and we should. I mean, it's Jesus' first words, repent, okay, as he, as he launches out publicly. Uh, and we, we talk a lot about it being a changing your mind, right? And I can't remember what I was reading, but it was, uh, it was from a Jewish perspective that, and it was just, it wasn't like diminishing the changing your mind, but it said, it's not just changing your mind, It's changing your heart and changing your behavior. It's not just I'm changing my mind. That's important. I need to change my mind about a lot of things. But I'm also changing my heart attitude, and it's producing a change of behavior. And uh, that seems to, at least the, uh, and like I said, I can't remember the thing I was reading, but I did hear, uh, interestingly, not too long after that, after I had read that, I heard uh, Tim Sebastian on Conflict Zone, anybody, I see him once in a while. And I like him, he's, he's, he's a direct, he uh, uh, has a direct approach to the people he's interviewing. And he was interviewing a Jewish rabbi, uh, Russian uh, rabbi, who uh, had, had left Russia, And uh, uh, Tim Sebastian was asking him, you know, about leaving Russia, and you know, they they were the Jewish community. This this rabbi was over all the uh, European rabbis. I wish I could remember his name. I probably couldn't pronounce it then anyway. So, uh, but he said, uh, you know, the the questioner said, uh, so why did you leave? Why did you did you feel it wasn't safe to stay? And uh, the rabbi answered. Uh, because I felt that we could, I could be more help to all the Jewish refugees that were leaving Russia. I could be more help to them uh, not staying in Russia, but, but leaving. I don't even know what country he went to uh, as far as uh, taking refuge, but he said, because we Jews, uh, we don't just talk about it, we act. And I thought repentance changed my mind, I changed my heart, I changed my behavior. You remember that uh, John the Baptist, part of his message was bring forth fruits suitable for repentance. Some of the old versions say bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. In other words, it's kind of like proof like, oh yeah, you know, prove it. He's telling me you changed, prove it. So I think a couple things here. Just with the repentance part. First of all, we have the ability to repent. <laughs> it's not like God said repent, and we're like, we can't do that. You know, we don't, we, we don't have the wherewithal within us to do that. No, we do. We have the wherewithal within us to repent. Changing our mind, changing our uh, heart attitude, and changing our behavior. And you know, we're not alone in doing that, because we have help. I mean, Jesus is for us. We sing it. We talk about it. We speak it out. And so then Jesus comes along, and he picks up on the same message. He says, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." So a lot of times, and maybe it's just me, but as I've thought about that verse over the years, uh, it was like, "Repent, you better repent." I'm thinking of a guy like you know, uh, like a you know guy with a long beard and and you know sandals, and he's out on the street with a sign, "You better repent." The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's repent. He's like, he's really, really stressing the repentance part, right? And the slant that I want to come at is, I don't think that's, I think the Lord is real balanced in this. Yes, repent. But I think he's enticing us with the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, I think rather than trying to like like threaten us or fear us into changing. I think he's trying to entice... Actually, he's doing both. I'm to give him credit, okay? But he's, 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 he's wooing us, in. he's saying, look, guys, the kingdom of heaven's at hand. Repent. I mean, hello, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We're talking the kingdom of heaven. Diane started out, God... We're talking God here. He's saying, can I just, can I tease you a little bit? The kingdom of heaven is right here at hand. The kingdom of heaven. The one, the kingdom of heaven is right here at hand. Actually, we'll look at this a little bit. It's even closer. And what's he mean by at hand? We say, okay, keep your phone handy. What does that mean? Oh, it's like, you know, it's in the other county. No, it's close by. So, you know, we could say the kingdom of heaven is close by. We're going to see that it's even closer by than close by. <laughs> so, that's what I'm. Do you see? Are you with me so far? It's not just like, you better repent. You, you better repent because, you know, God's going to like come stomping in here and, and you know, you're going to be toast. I, he can do that, <laughs> He is God. And there's a time for that. But let's not, let's not downplay the, 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 what, what he, the enticement, the reason for our repenting. It's not just to save my rear end. It's because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, so my focus is, I want, us, I want us to be inspired. I really want to inspire us. To lay hold. I want to inspire us not just me or not just one of us. I just want to inspire us. See, I'm really coming at it from the collective. I want to inspire us to lay hold of the kingdom for our best life. That's why we've been created. That's why we're here. I'm going to take a little risk right here at the beginning. Uh, It may sound like a crazy statement. It probably is, but God has impregnated humanity with himself, I think. And we know the young Jewish virgin was with child by the Spirit. But we also read in the New Testament that we are the body of Christ. In Him, we live and move and have our being. As He is, so are we in the world. See, I think we're on a bigger adventure than we realize. I really do, guys. And God, you know, we, you know, I am so egocentric. I mean, am I the only person in the room that thinks so most of the time about myself? How is this going to make me look? How am I going to feel? What's in it for me? What's going to be required of me? We're very egocentric in our thinking. Most of our thinking is, is really centered around what do I have to do? Where am I supposed to be? What fires do I need to put out? What have I messed up? Again, <laughs> where am I in trouble? And that's okay because we want to be accountable and we want to be responsible for us, but we want to be responsible for ourselves, but we're in this together. I know I talk about this frequently, but. It's a big thing. It really is. And so God's saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven's at hand. In other words, change your perspective. Like, hello. And we sang about it today. And Mark, I'm thankful for, you know, when you, uh, yeah, everything that you shared. I wasn't going to, uh, I, was, I don't think I was going to mention my uh, inspiration for this or how I got into this, but I think I'm going to now after what you said, Okay simply because of the word now. Hope I remember. So it's more of an, I think there it's, it's, this is repent the kingdom of heaven at hand is an encouraging invite as much as it, a a, a threatening uh, admonition or admonishment. It's an everlasting kingdom, like why the kingdom, why would I be enticed by the kingdoms at hand? I mean, why would that, enti- I'm like, I'm busy doing my own thing now. You know, I've got a business to run, I've got, you know, I've got a job to be at, I've got, a re- I got relationships to manage. I mean, really, the kingdom of heaven, like, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, interest us that much at times, possibly, maybe. But that's, our, our best life is in, the, is, is in the kingdom of heaven. What Jesus say, you know? They're like, teach us how to pray. And he says, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy. Yeah. So the idea is that we're like, we're to like somehow participate and be involved with this, this bringing and establishment of the kingdom of heaven, which is at hand to earth. And, and so, the, you know, our best light, this isn't an everlasting kingdom. You know, uh, David talked about it, Daniel talked a lot about it. It's an everlasting kingdom. It's a, so like we're in the kingdom and we don't even realize it. Jesus had said you're in the world but you're not of the world. You know why we were aware of the kingdom. We were, we were, we were thought of in heaven. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You know, there's more, more of us is there longevity wise than is here but yet, you know, I'm really concerned with here, you know. I mean, the other day I was in, went in the bathroom, and uh, all of a sudden it's like water, <laughs> not a lot, like a hot water heater when it breaks, but there's like dripping down, you know. And I'm like, what is going on here, you know? And it was that day, I don't know which one it was when it was really raining like all crazy, you know, and winds blowing, right? So I'm like, oh, I got to go up in the attic, you know. We live in a little, like a little bungalow type house. The attic is like, it's not like a big furnished, you know. You, you can stand up in about, probably about five feet. You can stand full up, and I'm not tall, you know. But, you know, so I'm back in there. It's under a dormer type thing, because there's a vent pipe goes up. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that concerns me. Like, oh, I gotta, what am I going to do with that? I got to do something about that. Well, thank God, it only, that's only about the second time that it leaked. But yeah, there was water coming down. I got to take care of that, you know. What's that got to do with heaven? Well, you know, I know that I have help. I know that I'm not alone. I know that I can can still keep my awareness of the big picture, but taking care of the day-to-day things. We've got to get up and go to work. We want to go to work. We were made to work. But we, we, we have the ability to 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 have this repentant attitude, this, this change of mind and heart that will affect our behaviour, where I can allow myself to be interrupted. I can allow my, my heart to be touched in such a way that I give. I can have a perspective for and I, I think really God's at work in us more than we realise. Not individually, not only individually, but collectively. He's knitting our hearts together. Am I the only one in the room that thinks that? Let me see your hand. I mean, seriously. If you think he's, he's knitting our hearts together, it might be slow. It might be gradual. It might have, you know, fits and stops, however that is, you know, fits and starts. I don't know what it is, but you know what? He's, he's really working. He's doing something in us. So this is an everlasting kingdom so, it, allow it to entice us. I'd like us to look at uh, Romans 14, 17. I like, this is, in, this is for the kingdom, okay, okay, that background is interesting. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, ooh, There is an eating and drinking in the kingdom, but it's not eating and drinking. It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we like the eating and drinking part, but we also like the righteousness part, don't we? We like the peace. We like the joy in the Holy Spirit. It's righteousness. Righteousness. Okay, I don't have a lot of righteousness on my own. But Jesus became righteousness sin for us we read this uh, actually I think I even had that verse didn't I? 2 Corinthians 5.21 I'll come back to that other one in Romans for God made him to be for God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him Jesus did that for us that we might be the righteousness of God. Like, I don't want to be the righteousness of God. Come on, really, honestly. It, it, it almost seems like so big of a, of a challenge or so big of a thing that we're like, oh, I can't, I, you know, I got to fix my, that hole in my roof or that leak in, around the vent pipe. I don't have time to like, be concerned with being the righteousness of God. But little by little, God's working in our hearts just like, you know, that little bit of yeast works. And it's like, you know, I can do this too. I can keep a balance. I can keep a perspective. And I can still know, I can still honor the Lord in this. How can I honor the Lord? Well, one way is by not getting, you know, so bent out of shape about it. Am I the only one in here that that gets bent out of shape sometimes? We all do, right? But I can say, yeah, and I can laugh about some things. I can praise the Lord. Thank God, at least I have a roof. And Mary and I pray that a lot. Thank you, Lord, we have a roof over our heads. Help those that don't, you know? I mean, so it it can start to, and and God's love is patient. They say, oh, we can get away with murder. Well, we do, but we don't ultimately get away with it. So we could become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus, who knew no sin, took our sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Okay, so the kingdom is not eating and drinking, it's righteousness, joy, no, peace comes I think, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So here we can get, righteousness is available in the kingdom, peace is available in the kingdom. Peace, he's our prince of peace. Who doesn't want peace? We pray for peace. The angel said, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Can I just live like that? Can I extend goodwill to my brothers and sisters? The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Who wouldn't want that peace? Peace. Even, even people that are really, you know, they seem like they're really bent out of shape starting trouble. Ultimately, they want peace. I don't understand it. I don't understand how somebody can go into a classroom with a loaded, loaded weapons and start shooting kids. But I would say that individual needs peace. Joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Look at this one. I think I put this one up here, did I? I won't. I'll read it to you. Uh, John. Stay with joy. We had righteousness, peace, joy. But I had this. 15. This is Jesus talking. He said, I'll pray the Father. He'll give you another comforter. We all know who that is, Holy Spirit, right? That He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive because it sees Him not, neither knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and shall be in you. That's not the one I was looking for. The one I was looking for, it said, My joy I give you, not as the world gives. Okay, just trust me on this. It's in the Bible. You can check it. Google joy. When John 15, thank you. I love that we're in it together. What's it say, Diane? You guys read it before, haven't you? Jesus gives us his joy. Let me just summarize it there, okay? So he gives us his righteousness. He gives us his peace. He gives us his joy. And it says, in the Holy Spirit, that's the one that I read right there, right? and give you another spirit, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. He, he, you know, he spoke this to the believers. I hope that's you. I actually think he, you know, there's a lot of people that are believers that don't realize it yet. And Jesus in his all knowingness speaks out over them too. He's like, I want to give you my joy. So instead of saying the kingdom is hand, like you'd say, like repent, because righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is at hand. Are you with me? So he's he's, he's enticing us with this. He's saying, look, it's worth it to repent. It's worth it to change your mind, change your heart, change your behavior. If you find that hard to do, yeah, it's hard to do it can be hard to do and I'll tell you why it's hard to do because we're learning a lesson collectively individually yes but collectively we're learning a lesson and the lesson is this it's there's consequences to disobeying God (laughs) Okay, so Adam and, Eve, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Most of you know this story, right? And after they disobeyed God, I'm going to read this to you. Because this is actually the first mention of the word hand in, in the Bible. Okay, this is after they disobeyed and, 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 and uh, God, you know, pronounced, he said there's going to be... Uh, You know, he pronounced judgment on the the serpent and then he said how it's going to be for the woman and how it's going to be for the man. You guys know that. Most of you do. And then the Lord... So this is after they decided to disobey. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground where he was taken. First mention of the word hand. He said the kingdom is at hand. Jesus said the kingdom is at hand. Way back when, God's like, they've become like one of us. Interesting he said us, isn't it? God thinks collectively. God thinks family, God thinks group. God thinks all of us. God's a family man. He really is. He's interested in all of our kids and our welfare. But here's God thinking, they've become like one of us because now they know good or evil. I'm going to unless they put forth their hand and take from the tree of life, we're going to send them forth from the garden. We're like, oh, God's mean. No, God's teaching his kids that sin has consequences. I mean, just think if God would have said, I told you not to eat that, and you went ahead and ate it. Okay, go ahead and eat from the tree of life. Well, Adam would have said, well, that's, I can get away with anything. No. It's a hard lesson to learn because we're still learning it, aren't we? We're still learning that lesson because God wants us to choose him out of love and respect and honor because he wants us to know the difference between good and evil and make a wise choice and make a choice because we're like, you know what? And we sang about it, we, we speak over it, we prophesy it, God is good. And he's raising us to be good, and to know he's good, and to love him because he's good. So he's saying, look, repent. Humanity, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. It's accessible. Let me talk a little bit about that. If I can find my verse. How about Luke 17 uh, 20 and 21? This is in the, uh, I think it's in the Passion Translation. Jesus once was once asked by the Jewish religious leaders, when will God's kingdom realm come? Jesus responded, God's kingdom realm does not come simply by obeying principles or by waiting for signs. The kingdom is not discovered in one place or another. Now get this, for God's kingdom realm is already expanding within some of you. Kingdom is close. That Greek word within is entos. It means inside. It means in your soul, within you. It's only used one other time in the Bible, entos. It's only used one other time in the Greek New New Testament. And that's whenever uh, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he's saying, you guys are worried about cleaning the outside and making it look good. You've got to first clean the inside. Entos. The only other time it's used. That Greek word is used just specifically about the inside of us. Jesus is saying, the kingdom's already... You're looking for the kingdom there. You're looking for the kingdom there. Because we all have our ideas of what the kingdom would be. He says, the kingdom is already actively working within some of you. And if it's working in some of you, I'm adding to this now, okay? If it's working in some of you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow and it's going to multiply. You know why? Because the kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom of the increase of his a kingdom and government there shall be no end listen everlasting kingdom is a long time we're going to be kingdoming like a thousand years from now we're going to be doing kingdom stuff I don't know what that's going to be but it's a great adventure but we have to learn our lesson and come together we have to learn to choose God rather than what looks tempting We're going to have, and we know, now Now we know, see, I think God wanted us to know good and evil all the time, but he also wanted, but not at the expense of knowing, to choose him. He wanted us not just to know about good and evil, he wanted us to choose good over evil. And the way we had to learn that is by experience. That's what I think. And I think it's not just Adam and Eve learning, I think we all got to learn it. And we're learning it together because he's after all of us. <laughs> he's that good. Guys, he is that good. He's like, I'm not going to let one of my sheep, I, I'm not going to, no, I'm not letting that sheep out there. Listen, love never fails. God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, his only begotten son. Of course, Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. We're all in Adam. We're all in Christ. Christ called the second Adam. But but you know what? I think a lot about myself. What am I going to wear tomorrow? How much money is in the bank? I got to fix that hole in the roof. I'm really, my my mind is 95% preoccupied with me. Me, me, me. God's like us, 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 us. Are you with me? Now, I'll tell you something. I say this frequently. Take what I say. I'm not an authority. I'm just speaking from my experience with scriptures. and trying to follow the Holy Spirit and messing up and finding his grace. Take whatever I said and just hold it before the Lord. And he might say, well, that guy's kind of off the wall. Okay, if he says that, okay. I'm just sharing my experience. I'm trying to hopefully inspire us to think bigger and, and to be willing to change our mind, our heart, and our behavior so we can show, we can, we can like, I, I've changed, oh, I've changed. Yes, I've changed, but you know what? Listen, I can convince you all that I've changed on the outside, but what about here? Like, I can, I can, I can act kind, but my heart is not kind. He said, look, clean up the inside. Get the inside cleaned up and let it work on the outside. When I take the kingdom in, see, and I I say this frequently too. I love this. I think it was Teresa of Avila said, I looked for him without and found him deep within. As I start to engage him, like the kingdom's inside. That's what he was saying. Like, you guys are looking for the kingdom there, the kingdom there. How about looking within? Check it out. How much time I got? I'm late, right? I'm good. Okay. The, heaven, the kingdom of heaven is close. It's at hand. The Greek word for uh, at hand, uh, oh, I always butcher this, a gaizo. I, I gave us the first mention of hand. I'm just looking over some of my notes. I never follow them. I don't. I get in trouble. No, I'm gonna skip over that. Okay. I'm gonna help you out with the key. It's Matthew uh, six thirty-three in the passion. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom. Jesus, this is what Jesus has said. Jesus talking. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Jesus is saying, change your mind. Go ahead, you can do it. Change your heart. Yeah, you can do that. Let it be real and sincere enough that it'll produce change in your behavior. Mm Mm-hmm. You can do that. Seek me first. Seek my kingdom first. And everything else will be taken care of. He's more than enough. Abundant life. So I think the key for us is desire to be honest before the Lord. Even to be saying, Lord, I I don't really seek your kingdom very much. To be honest with you, I'm seeking my own kingdom. got my own ideas. At least be honest with the Lord. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with the Lord. And trust him that he's like, look, I, I mean what I say. Adam and Eve had to learn... The hard way. We're learning the hard way, but you know what? By God, we're learning. We're learning to trust Him. Desire is a, a, a biggie. It really is. It's like the uh, parable. Somebody said, "What's it? you know?" I like. I think in Matthew thirteen, uh, a lot of parables about the kingdom. Jesus is like the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like. Always use an analogy because you know why? It's so big, you can't put it into words. The kingdom is like a treasure in a field. And when, when, when the, uh, the man finds it, he sells everything he has and he goes after that treasure. So think about the kingdom. Think about Jesus, the king, being the treasure that's in your heart. And you're willing to, go to sell everything I mean, you could take that literal. or That means, like, make it a first priority to go after that. Give him the whole, give him everything and go after that. Go after him. That's where our best life is, guys. And we're in it together. Our best life, our best life is hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. We can go after that together. Can we stand up? I want to tell you. something that really touched me within the past couple weeks. I know some of you don't care for the, the Chosen series too much. Me, I cry at everyone. I'm just telling you. I mean, I'm, this is a guy that cries at AT&T commercials. <laughs> Mom, you know, Grandma, their little uh, three-year-old, four-year-old calls Grandma and. I just wanted to hear your voice, you know. My wife looks over and says, are you crying? She always does that. So we're watching the Chosen episode where where uh, it was at the wedding at Cana. Did anybody ever see that one? You like that one, Mark? Don't ask, right? Okay, so I'll tell you the part that, I'm glad you saw it. Because you'll, you'll relate to the part then, okay? So, and I, I think they did a good job of portraying it, okay? so And, and the, uh, you know, they run out of wine. And they're partying, and they're, they're you know, the, some of the guys are like, hey, where's the wine? You know, they're not coming around. The attendants aren't coming around. And uh, so there's a bit of a scurry behind the scenes, and it's the, the, the guys that are producing the wine are like, oh, we don't have any wine, you know? And so Jesus, uh, they tell Jesus' mother, Jesus' mother comes to Jesus. And this is, you know, per scripture, and says, uh, they're out of wine. And Jesus says, what's what's that? How's that concern me? It's not my time yet. And I'm seeing this beautiful part that Mary played that I never saw before. I never thought of before, where she said, they're, this is serious. They're, they're out of wine. And it's only, you know, the celebration's like, I think, five days or seven days, and it's only like, they're only like a day or so into it, whatever. And she says, please. Please. He said, it's not my time yet. And she says this, if not now, When? This is Jesus' mother encouraging Jesus. Jesus' mother had heard the prophecies. Gabriel showed up on the scene and said, you're going to have a child and, of the, and, and he's going he's to rule the kingdom without end. She held that prophecy in her heart. She watched her son grow. She knew he was different. She believed what the Lord had said through the angel Gabriel. And now, she, and now he's an adult. She's seen him. She knew that he was kind. Who knows what he may have done? A little miracle behind the scene. Who knows, right? But now it's a public event. And they're out of wine. And he's like, what's that? He's like, it's almost like he's dragging his feet. He's like, oh, I'm not quite ready to go. In. I'm, not, I'm not quite ready to make this public. And she's like, if not now, when? And he says, okay. And he tells them to do, you know, fill the water parts to parts the brim. And they're like, this is crazy, right? And the one, the one gal says, do it, just do it. And he does it. I mean, they do it, they fill them up. And Jesus asks them to go away. Now, this is, just, this is you know, just poetic, poetic. Uh, Presentation, okay, so it is not scriptural Okay, he didn't do this, but he did it in the chosen, okay He's looking down in the, into the water pot And it's showing his reflection And he takes his hand And he puts it in And he brings it up And wine's dripping off his hand Behold, the kingdom of of heaven is at hand, repent, let's change our minds, let's change our hearts and behavior, because we believe that the kingdom is at hand. And if not now, when? I wanna pray over you, but first, can you do this? Can you just like go to somebody and put your hand on them? and just say, I believe in the kingdom. I believe the kingdom in you is coming forth. Just do it. Just do it. Find somebody, put your hand on them, and say, I believe the kingdom in you is coming forth. My hands are cold. I believe the kingdom in both of you, Cindy and Billy, is coming forth. father thank you thank you for our, our who family the ones that are with us the ones that couldn't be with us today father the ones that are with us online we know there's quite a few of the, of you out there and we you know we count you as family you know we love you father we thank you that we you have not created us to be to be uh, mavericks to be lone rangers to just go through it myself. You've put us in family. you put the solitary in families, Father. Lord, you've given us the ability to change our minds. You've given us the ability to repent. Help us to do that, Holy Spirit. Help us to, to, to be encouraged that your kingdom is worth repenting for. That there's some things I need to lay down, I need to throw down. Just like Moses threw the rod down. Parts of our identity. Things that, like Mark talked about, where our feet are on something that seems spongy, but the rock's down below. Father, the weight of your glory on us may is so heavy that we don't even realize it, but it may be pushing us down through that junk till our feet finally get solid rock. But we want to we just call forth the kingdom in us. And Father, by faith, I call it forth in this house. I believe just like, you know, Kate's miracle, Robin's miracle. Kate doesn't have an aneurysm, an aortic aneurysm. For, for Robin, Florence's miracle, as she's walked, she's, Lord, you're just amazing. We're just going to call forth more of that by faith. Father, we trust you. We trust you. Thank you for depositing the kingdom within us. Help us to be willing to do what it takes to lay hold of the kingdom, trusting that everything else, all the secondary things, are going to be taken care of. You're that good, Father. We love you. We trust you. And Father, I just speak blessing over everyone here. I speak a good week, I speak a healthy week, a prosperous week, a, a, a week that we're not afraid to take risks where necessary or where you're leading us, that we can lay hold of the kingdom. In doing so, we lay a hold of you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name and it's in your love we pray. Amen. Go ahead, guys. Have a great one. I love you. World Harvest Outreach is located in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, but we have family around the world. To connect with us, visit us at whocenterpa.com.